This goes to all my hustlers, entertainers, and of course, athletes in the struggle. Y'all to make a little. Yo, 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 yo. Some get a little, and some get none. Shit, I was part of the some get none. Yet again, another episode of Sports Talk with the Spain with yours truly. Thank you for everybody tuning in on the YouTube. Hopefully the quality is good. Um, and to all those who are listening on the audio side, appreciate y'all for subscribing, following, sharing this link, giving it a play, giving it a try, giving me a try. Um, of course, uh, to everyone else uh, who hasn't yet, do me a favor. Smash that bell. Give me a thumbs up, right? Uh, show some love. It, does, it doesn't take too much just to play it in the background, maybe, or, you know what I'm saying, make a, a, a valiant effort, <laughs> um, as we will be seeing a lot of these teams doing this coming weekend, which I'm recording on a Friday evening. Um, we have four, the final eight teams in the NFL competing for a opportunity to get to the Super Bowl in Vegas um, in a few weeks. We have, we're have we down to uh, eight teams, four games left in this weekend. Last episode I already went through, went over all the, um, how everything ended as far as um, Super Wild Card Weekend. Now we're here at um, the divisional round where, you know, you'll, you'll see tomorrow uh, two of the first round, the first pick, uh, excuse me, the first seed, number one seed teams in both conferences who had a bye since they've changed it four years ago. They had their bye, so now they'll be pay- playing um, the lowest seed that advanced from the previous weekend in both conferences, which was the Houston Texans, who were the fourth seed, uh, divisional winning seed, and um, the Green Bay Packers, who are the seventh seed the first seven seed to win a playoff game in this current model of the NFL playoffs. Um, just want to start the pod off by a couple things I wanted to state. Uh, of course, coaching decisions are still in the works for a lot of teams. Um, one that was uh, officially announced, well, two officially announced. Uh, one was interim now to be officially permanent head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. I think this is the best move possible. Get keeping Antonio Pierce over there. He is he looks to play the part of that culture of the Raiders. Um he's gotten a lot from those players. Defense, their defense had played lights out towards the end of the season. Um a lot of work needs to be done on the offensive side. I'm sure they'll figure that out at some point. But nonetheless, um, great rehire, I would like to say. I don't know if you would consider that a true fire hire. I think that's more of like closer to a rehire or, um, yeah, just a, yeah, it's a rehire. Um, shout out to Antonio Pierce getting that opportunity. Another black man coaching in the NFL. That's a blessing to see. Um, you know, I remember growing up just seeing like this, the likes of Ray Rhodes and Dennis Green and you know, obviously Tony Dungy, uh, Herman Edwards, uh, not a lot. Didn't really see a lot of those. We're seeing more now and younger black coaches, former players, 
for example, like D'Amico Ryans, and now officially for the Patriots, they have hired Gerard Mayo as their coach, the youngest coach in the NFL right now at age 37, I believe, uh, which is crazy because not too long ago, Sean McVay was considered the youngest head coach for a very long time in the NFL, but I think he's like 38 now. He's around my age. Um, congratulations to Coach Mayo. Um, I think this was a great move for the Patriots in the moment. I just pray and hope that he's not considered the scapegoat if things go south. Um, they can't get any worse than what they were this year. Um, they are going to have to truly attempt a true rebuild, similar to what Houston did, um, hopefully getting the guy they need at quarterback and hopefully some weapons um, come their way. Uh, I think Mayo, being that he's a former player, he um, he resonates to the players, the current players, more than, you know, like an old-timer like Belichick or some other, you know, coordinator that has certain habits and things they do at, where they coach at. Um, congratulations to Mayo. It's so unfortunate, though, these uh, big brand national media company, media uh, news stations, they, they, take, they work so hard to make things about so political, calling him uh, a woke coach that they got, that the Patriots hired. And I think part of it is because of um, – Robert Kraft's involvement with uh, prison reform and, you know, all his ties to Meek Mill and all those other things. Um, it's just it's just a shame. You know what I'm saying? Any any way to kind of come off a little racist, they'll do stuff like that. And I can't stand for anything like that. And we just had Martin Luther King Jr. Day was a few days ago. And I I, I, I gave my thoughts on that. Um, again, you know, being, you know, I'm, I am Haitian, but I'm considered black in America. You know, our opportunities were never there before. Seeing uh, Gerard Mayo being considered first black coach of a franchise that never had a black coach, like, that's a big thing. Like, that's what people have to understand. Like, those are, that's a big deal in our society. We're still, what, 60, 70 years removed from the Civil Rights Act. And they're still using the terms first black something. So that all that tells you is that there has still not been a lot of opportunities for black people in general in certain um, businesses. And when they are hired, they're considered too woke or whatever the case may be. So it's just a shame. But um, congratulations to Coach Mayo. I didn't want to get into that whole spiel of like making it all about um, race, but it's it's important to bring those things up. You know, seeing a black coach is cool, and you know, people my age or even people younger than me who are aspiring to be coaches in any level, they see things like that and they have, you know, it, it gives you hope, and you could start to believe that you can also be a coach. Um, so again, congratulations to him. Uh, still, there's not much activity. I did mention on. On X, formerly known as Twitter, um, my opinion on how come or why or maybe the reason that Coach Belichick has still yet to been, be considered for a head coaching gig at this moment, being that a lot of people consider him the hottest commodity as far as coaching is concerned in a long, long time. I think the last time we saw a big-time coach 
that this popular be available. It's hard to it's hard for me to to remember, but I think I want to say, hmm, I want to say the last time we saw something like this was probably Bill Parcells going to Dallas, maybe or um, better yet, I think uh, I want to say, um, yeah, it's hard to tell. It's 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 uh, maybe like Pete Carroll when he left USC to go to Seattle him being available and obviously every year lately has been Jim Harbaugh, which um, reports are saying that he's also going to be getting a second interview with the Atlanta Falcons as, as, as is Mr. Belichick. But um, it's been a while since we've very really seen a, a Hall of Fame-esque Hall of Fame first ballot, absolutely Hall of Fame of whatever sport you want to say, head coach available now. But the thing is like, a lot of teams, franchises, they look at it. They look at things in the long term. Short term is cool. Long term is better. Um, profit profits are up for these teams in the NFL, and some of these teams would prefer to have a coach that's kind of been, you know, prepped in this modern day NFL. Like these players are much more emotional. They're more on they're on social media more often. They're more marketable than ever before. They weren't marketable like this. Now they're getting all types of deals. And being that Belichick was in New England for so long, and when you play for the Patriots, you don't get marketed. There's no marketing here in this area, like for football. It's better market area for like basketball players or baseball players because they don't have a helmet on. Even the great Tom Brady didn't really have a market here. Luckily, he had you know his ex-wife was one of the hottest supermodels of all time um and always a market on her own and put him in the right you know business as well um so that he was able to flourish and of course six championships help a lot too <laughs> um but yeah there was not much of a market for players um so him having that old school feel bringing he's a location that doesn't have a big market for for that anyways it worked in his favor so now that things have gotten loosened up for players and, you know, CBA is almost even and all sorts of stuff. These players are getting paid more money and whatever. It's 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 challenging for an old coach like that, and it's challenging for some franchises who don't want that kind of, you know, they, they, want, they want their coaches to have a good personality and, a good, and, and create a good environment for their players in the locker room. Not to say Bill Belichick cannot own a locker room he can i'm sure these these players that once had him are bummed out that he, he left but they i'm sure they're also excited in the same note because now you probably could dance around in your damn locker room after a win i don't know like you see how Antonio pierce introduced the opportunity for these guys to smoke cigars and enjoy themselves after wins even though their season was damn near over i'm sure you know josh mcdaniels wasn't doing that because he wants to bring that patriot way over there and it's like sometimes that doesn't help man you gotta let these players be loose man they, they're sacrificing their bodies their brains their their limbs their their joints to play this sport and some the majority of the players on the team are not getting paid well enough for that kind of trauma that the deal they have to deal with um so part of that is that and also his age um which plays a part as well obviously but um, and it's not like he's had a winning season lately, nor has like the last Super Bowl they won was 2019 
of February 2019. That's f- about to be five years ago. And that's the thing. The time is moving. Uh, he hasn't won in five. And there was a time when they didn't win in ten. So it's not like they've won all six all in a row like he was Phil Jackson. They got spread out, and he hasn't really won anything since then. So the resume is still there. Greatest coach of all time, obviously. But um, it's it's just tough for a franchise to who has a bunch of great young talent. And I'm sure they've heard so many things about what happened in Foxborough with him and his old players and they probably don't want that. And you just got to really like, you, like you can really tell the difference between someone like him and Pete Carroll who are about the same age. Pete Carroll is very much involved with his players, but he's not an analytics guy. So that's why he was out of there. But Belichick, he's part of, he kind of is, he's a calculated mad genius. So analytics does play a part, but he doesn't allow it to be the brain trust of what he does. So he usually is pretty damn good at the X's and O's as well. And every aspect of coaching, he's the best that ever has done it. So um, I'm sure I'm sure we'll probably hear more about what's going to happen with him by this coming weekend. I would not be surprised if Atlanta gives him the opportunity to take the keys because um, that's a co- that's an owner that's so desperate for winning. Um, he's one of those. He's very similar to Robert Kraft, you know, you know, homegrown uh, home homegrown fan got the money to buy the team, invests big time in that team and getting that new stadium. And all he wants to do is win. Arthur Blank does not play around about winning. He's one of those guys, and they've they've been able to have great drafts. They were able to get Matt Ryan's of the world, Julio Jones's, um, Calvin Ridley when he was there at one point. You know they've always had pretty decent, great offensive talent for many years and just never was able to get over the hump. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, that's the that's my whole spiel on the, the Belichick situation. We don't know what we're going to see from that. I don't – there's been – we already know now that Dallas is retaining Mike, Mike McCarthy. I personally feel no way about that. Like most people are like just have their own comments. Like I think that was the best move for them anyways at the moment in like – in that 45-hour span after the, the they lost, yes, you could kind of be a little overreacting on that. But sometimes you just got to you gotta stick to what you got. Got one more year, year in the deal. If Jerry Jones really wants to get rid of this dude, maybe he waits halfway through the season if they're playing under expectation and make your decision then. But I, he's been known for doing such a thing like this, um, letting – contracts expire and moving on and finding the guy he prefers um and of course a lot of people have a lot of dallas cowboy hate so they hate seeing this all all the time on the news but it is what it is they're america's team for a reason people care about the cowboys win lose good bad hate love no matter what but anyways we're moving on uh we got four games this weekend two on saturday two on sunday i'm going to start off with um the two on saturday First game of the weekend will be the Houston Texans going to Baltimore, a rematch of week one where Baltimore had won um, 25 to nine. The game was much closer than 25 to, to nine at the halftime. It was six, seven to six Baltimore, but Baltimore handled their own business. Um, 
by, you know, kicking some ass on the run game. Uh, but then again, this was Houston's first game with the new rookie head coach, new rookie quarterback. The conditions were kind of bad. I, if I can remember, I think it was the weather was not the greatest. Um, I just can't rec- I can't recall. That was like months ago. Um, but two totally different teams now in this point of the season. Um, before I get down to my spiel, the the, the Ravens have obviously their favorites. The their their the, the points here is minus nine and a half. They're giving nine and a half here and. Um, over under of 43 and a half. Um, totally di- two different teams from that week one, of course. Uh, the Ravens are, you know, our number one seeded team in all of the NFL. Um, probably in many people's um, power rankings, the number one team in the power rankings as well. Um, and then Houston, the Cinderella team of the year, like the team that we least expected to come from where they they were in the last from the last three years having made a playoffs in so long and just having won and way ahead of schedule as far as what we the expectations here um few things to note um about what would lead to victory for both teams the texans will need to find a way to get the ball rolling as far as on the ground goes um they cannot on the the trenches is is big for them they have to stop the run because walter ravens will run the ball they're probably the one team that keeps it really 50-50 as far as balance goes when it comes to run running pass game. Um, and defensively, they 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 can clog you up a bit um, as far as the, in the run game. They'll they'll give up some plays, but they they tend to uh, be a little stingy in the end zone um, because you cannot rely on C.J. Stroud to carry you with thirty plus passing attempts. Not to say he cannot; it's just not wise you're putting yourself in a big 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 trouble at that point um i want to note though i would like to note for houston at least the one advantage they may have is that nico collins may be able to um get off a little bit because um, marlon humphrey will be out for the game for the ravens um but as far as the ravens go um for them to cover they would have to be who they are, have been all season. Uh, Lamar Jackson, the uh, presumed presumed um, MVP of this season. I would expect him to play up to par um, to what we know from his limits. Uh, I noticed he has a lot of sense of urgency of that, about how he wants this postseason to go for him. Um, as many know, they've acquired Dalvin Cook in, the way, in waivers or in free agency. So, Best believe we're going to see a lot of Dalvin, a lot of Gus the Bus, a lot of Lamar and the boys. Um, Odell and his postseason experience will be there in the wide receiver room. Defensively, the team is so damn good defensively too. So this is an opportunity for somebody like David and Conley to really stamp his legacy as not being a bust. Um, Patrick Queen and, uh, um, and them boys. Uh, it's just... They have a lot of talent on that defensive end. They're very disciplined, def- uh, very disciplined defense. It's a defense that really does bring a lot of pressure because they can't really bring pressure with the with four down four down linemen consistently. So um, expect a lot of blitzes up the middle, um, up in CJ's um, face. Um, obviously, the kid is really good on playing off schedule, but it's going to be a very challenging game against a team that's well coached um, and with one 
goal in mind as many other teams, but this team especially has a lot of sense of urgency and would hate to lose their first game of the postseason suddenly um, just like that. So um, as far as predictions go and what my picks are, I'm going to go with um, – I'm going to go with the Ravens to cover. Uh, I was I was not sure if I really wanted to take the the Texans to cover here, but I'm going to take the Ravens to cover. I don't think it's going to be one of those games that they just breeze by the Texans. I think it's going to be close for the majority of the game. Um, I can see this being a game where, you know, eventually the, the, the Ravens get ahead late in the game by being up by three, by three points. So, uh, give me the Ravens, uh, thirty to ten. It's going to be a close game, like I mentioned. Uh, it will be middle of the fourth, where they're going to be only up by three, like twenty-three to twenty, and um, eventually though they'll take care of business at the end uh, by scoring uh, scoring the dagger touchdown, um, which would lead them to a AFC championship berth for the first time, and God knows when. I think the last time they went was the year that Flacco won. Um, unless I'm mistaken and they lost to the Patriots at some point because that's all they really do is go to AFC chip and lose to the Patriots. Um, but, yeah, I expect the Baltimore Ravens to win this game and reaching the, the, the not the promised land, but, you know, the AFC promised land at least and hosting their first AFC championship in a very long time as well. I don't think they've hosted one in a while as well. So uh, that would be a historic evening for Lamar and someone who's really desperately looking to win a championship for this franchise. Um, following that game, we have the Green Bay Packers going to Santa Clara, playing the San Francisco 49ers for the third time in recent history. They've lost the last two um, in embarrassing fashion, I don't want to say. Uh, they lost, I remember, a divisional round at home, snow game, cold game. Uh, it was like a not, neither team could score. Um, somehow the Packers, who were leading, I think they were leading – or they were down like they were up like six to three, some shit like that. They were it was a goofy ass score. Uh, yeah, I think it was six to three, and then um, or seven to three. Let me let me double check the score. But yeah, um, but yeah, that was when the Packers were at home. There was one year where the San Francisco 49ers were the number one seed, and they had to play an AFC Championship against them away. Um, but yeah, man, uh, this is this game's gonna be one of those games where. In the past, I probably would have been very anxious because I I had that expectation every single time they played that um, Aaron Rodgers would save them. Um, and every single time I believed that, I was duly uh, disappointed. Um, but yeah, uh, one of the, it was uh, 2020. Two. That was the last time these teams played. That was a game that the the Packers, um, the Packers were uh, playing, and uh, I'm at home, and they were winning ten to three, as I was saying. So, and then there was a block punt that led to a touchdown, and then Robbie Gold sealed the deal at the, with three seconds left in Lambeau Field um, in a divisional game in the playoffs, which was uh, very tough to watch because you never want to lose those close ones. And then, as I mentioned, in the playoffs, this is going to be their third matchup in 2020 um, before the pandemic shut us down. And, I mean, obviously, that was the year that the um, – this was actually the year the San Francisco 49ers went to the Super Bowl to play the Chiefs. So, um, 
So they they destroyed the Packers in that game. That was the Packers being the two seed, I think. And were they the two seed? Yeah, they were the two seed. Um, they just got killed by Raheem Morser. Like I think he had like 200 yards or some crazy shit. So I'm I'm saying all this because I'm preparing myself physically, mentally, emotionally for anything. Um, but of course, the line on this is uh, also minus nine and a half, uh, over under 50 and a half. Honestly, the keys to the game here for the Packers is that they have to control the clock, um, control the narrative, stay on cue with the script that they have. Every team has a script to start the games. Some can have extended scripts. Some can have just a couple drives. They got to stick to the game plan, stick to what makes them who they are. Um, Jordan Love, as much as I've been enjoying him, he just has to be a better with the ball handling. Don't get too careless with the ball because um, Nick Bose is there. Um, Chase Young is there. They got two of the best linebackers in the NFL with uh, Fred Warner and um, Greenlaw. Uh, one of the best corners in the league, uh, Ward, is out there. Um, they do have some guys they're missing, but they're so well coached for the last few years defensively. It's hard to – you could – the next man mentality is one big thing about that, that team. Um, so this game is big. Uh, the Packers' offensive line has a big, big task. I think they could handle it because, you know, the last few games they've played, they play some really good D-lines, D line, D great playmaking D linemen, pass rushers. So they have the capability to keep up with this team offensively. Defensively is the problem I would say would be for them. They would truly have to bring a lot of pressure to Brock Purdy if they want a chance and take some chances, um, play some man-to-man, if, especially if J- Jair could play, um, have him on Ayuk and then Debo, um, switch him around with Nixon or or Carrington Valentine. Like, you got to mix it up. Playing zone, they're going to dice you. Um, I know to play zone it, it, to make it's to make it easy for you to read the run play or read the RPOs, but man to man is probably going to be your best bet against this team. They're going to kill. They're going to bite you a couple times. You know, McCaffrey will get his. That's without a doubt. But don't allow Purdy to be the one to beat you. You know what I'm saying? Like you want to be able to con- to control that um, as far as that goes. For San Francisco, they just have to be them. <laughs> like so, both for both teams, I, I just. It's just how hot both these teams have been in the last like month and a half. Just be yourself. There's what whatever brought you here, make it work. But it will come down to if Kyle Shanahan could outcoach Mc, Mc, um I'm sorry, Mike, <laughs> um, Matt Lafleur. Um, I don't know why his name just escaped me there, but um, in which in lately. There's been they, the the Reds the, the 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 Packers excuse me, they um they have won two regular season games recently against the San Francisco team same San Francisco team that has Nick Bosa whatever whoever they have at quarterback you can kind of like say you got to still give them props because whoever they have at quarterback they usually still find a way whether it be Nick Mullins back in the day or C.J. Berthard and um, Jimmy Garoppolo's of the world and obviously. Don't get me started with Kaepernick years ago. Um, whoever's that quarterback, they find a way. They, they make it happen. It's just the run game always killed the Packers against this team. Um, they always had dynamic playmakers on on as at the receiver end. 
um, and always been one of the better defensive squads in the league. But with all that said, I'm going to go with my Packers to cover that plus nine and a half. I think that's still a lot of points. Both of those games were still a lot of points. Um, and I would not be surprised if either one of those teams won, to be honest, uh, Houston and or the Packers. Um, but I could see the Packers winning this game. I could truly see this. They're playing like everybody's been saying house money. They have nothing to lose. They weren't even supposed to be here. Same thing with Houston. You're not even supposed to be in this moment now. Because of the coaching, because of the young quarterbacks that they have, you're not like you're way ahead of schedule. The, the Packers are so way ahead of schedule. It's just not. It's just as a fan, like I said, I I truly was expecting eight and nine at at the best nine and eight, and I didn't expect them to make the playoffs because I thought Minnesota would make it over them and or the Ram. Uh, obviously, the Rams made it, but like Seattle and some of the other teams, I thought they would make it over them. And they proved me wrong. And not really proved me wrong. They, they, they exceeded expectation and they've made me feel good about rooting for them because it's, it, I was going to have fun with this this year. And I'm going to have fun with it going forward. Like I mentioned in the, begin, in, the, in the beginning when I was getting into this is that I had such – my expectations were set due to the fact that Hall of Fame quarterback, MVP winner, also throwing to his favorite target, which was one of the best receivers in the NFL – you always have high expectations like, hey, we got them two guys. There's no way you could really lose. Equally, like those were the game changers right there. If you like, you know, every every matchup that you watch, you're going to always see it's the quarterback versus quarterback. Obviously, quarterbacks can't play against each other technically, but the matchup is them. So it was always Aaron Rodgers advantage. Never got over the hump at, in the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers playing this type of team. So Jordan Love, I mean. I like the kid playing loose and letting it rip, like really showing off that arm tower, really showing his confidence. The kid hasn't thrown a pick, thrown a pick since that Monday night football game, which was probably his, the last bad game he had since. Um, and that was, I want to say that was no, um, early December. Yeah, that was the beginning, the first week of December. So in the last two months, damn near, he's been lights, lights, well, last month. <laughs> I forgot we're not that far into the new year. But in the last month, he's just been lights out. And it's like, it's hard to be, it's hard to not be confident in him to get the job done. But my prediction for this game and my picks, I'm going to, like I mentioned, I got the Packers covering. And I also have them winning this game because I'm a fan. Why not? You see, I got them winning. Why would I not? So I would also take take the money line on this. So, my my bias pick to this game is if they win, I got them winning in a close one. Um, I won't say that it's going to be left to Andres Carlton to win them the game, but I think they will be leading by at least uh, six or seven points by the end of this all and making it happen. It might be a Jordan Love drive to end this game, um, and the score will be uh, 31 to 24 Packers. If they were to lose, reverse the score. I don't think it's a game where either one t- one of these teams is just going to purely dominate. Um, I believe, um, as everybody's been mentioning, I don't think San Francisco is going to be rusty right away, but I think they're going to have some moments where they're going to struggle. I look back at Purdy's last divisional matchup. He had not a good game whatsoever, um, which they played at home. 
So, um, and they barely sneaked out of that game to go play in the NFC Championship game. So, there's a likelihood, and he has a monkey on his back because he thinks, and they think, if he was healthy, they should be in, in the playoffs and many other, uh, in the Super Bowl, excuse me, and a lot of people believe the same thing. So, we shall see how that goes. As I always say, go Pack Go. I got my boys winning this game or at least covering. The next two games to end the the, um, the weekend, I ha- we have the Detroit Lions hosting their second playoff game of this playoffs against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Also a rematch of a game earlier this season. Uh, this weekend we got a lot of revenge games, y'all. Like it's gonna. That's how the narratives are for, working for the NFL right now. And for those who are conspiracy theorists, I'm sure you're um, you're loving every moment of that. So you can talk your shit. Um, so yeah, I got. Um, I hear. I see here the the points here is minus six and a half. Detroit are the favorites. Forty nine and a half over under. Uh, last matchup these teams had, it was the Detroit Lions that won in Tampa Bay. It was 20-6, to six, and that was about three months ago, I want to say, back in October. And this was about a time where Detroit was really, this is when they were streaking. This is when they were on a hot streak. Like, they were really, like, single-handedly beating some teams, probably playing with a lot of confidence. Um, I think this was the first game Jameson Williams um came back from his suspension. So this makes a lot of sense, to be honest. Um, Jared Goff went crazy on them. Uh, This was one of his better games of the season. Mayfield didn't have such a good game. Um, But the keys to victory for both teams, first and foremost with the Tampa Bay Bucks, which I believe most of the world is hoping they don't win. They would prefer to see the Lions in the NFC Championship game. I, for one, wouldn't mind either or if my team's playing them because I think that's a good revenge moment for both against both teams. But um, Or even with San Francisco, I'm sure a lot of people would prefer to see the Lions playing them, but that would be, I don't know. That would be, I feel like either one of these matchups for San Francisco would be easy, easy pickings and easy, easy for them to make it to the Super Bowl if they were to win. Excuse me. Um, so keys to victory. Sorry, I had to hydrate. Keys of victory (laughs) is that for Tampa to win this game, they have to uh, exploit and expose that Detroit Lions defensive backfield. And they have the the players for that. They have Godwin. They have Evans. Got a couple young, young, but David Moore, he's been coming on strong lately. And Trey Palmer, Cat Chad Otten's been reliable for Baker, and Baker is just a tough as nails type of quarterback. He's going to hang in there and take his lickings. Um, I'm sure Hutchinson's going to be hunting for him, and he's going to take his lickings. But you have to hang in there if you're going to give your guys an opportunity down the field if they see one on one coverage. Um, so that that's what I would say for them there on offense, but defensively, they can't allow Amon Ross St. Brown to just get busy all game. Uh, Laporta, those two guys are like Jared Goff's, you know, they they look too well-connected. So you got to eliminate the big plays. 
force them to being uh, in third and long situations because that's where you can really get Jared Goff out off his game. Like when he's in third and long and he's sitting there holding that that, that football for more than about three seconds or more. Uh, when he's holding it for like three seconds or more, you, you expect him to kind of get unraveled a bit and he's going to make a mistake. Uh, you could make it happen. This is, you could absolutely get Jared Goff to make a mistake in these type of games. Um, but for the Lions, they can't let the moment be too big for them here. Yes, you're at home. A lot of motions at home. Uh, like I mentioned the last time, the last game, the emotions. The coach is one of the most emotional coaches we have in the NFL. But you got to keep the emotions to a to an even keel. Allow yourself to get into this game smoothly. Stick to what you do best, and that's incorporating the run game, getting those weapons involved on defense. They have to find a way to get pressure onto Baker Mayfield, as I was mentioning. But they can't. They still have to find a they have to They have to scheme. They have to scheme Tampa. Tampa – is 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 hard to tell what kind of team they are on offense. One game you'll see Mike Evans getting 109 yard, 90 yards or 109 yards, seven catches for two touchdowns, or Godwin getting 14 catches for 150, and then or you'll see like um, Rasheed White just going crazy, looking like Marshall 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 Falk, like <laughs> out of nowhere, or James White, like he just he he's hard to tackle as it is. So, um, um. So you just got to stay put, stay home in some certain situations. Um, make it hard for Baker to make quick decisions. That's really all it is. I mean, you guys heard my rant. All these dudes are Kirk Cousins. <laughs> and again, it's not a diss. It's just a reality. Kirk Cousins is great. These dudes are great. They they, they living up to uh, – are they really living up to their number one pick status? Kind of. Um, they, they're going – they're playing in playoff games. Um, they're a big part of what they do on offense, but they could get real Kirk Cousin with it. They'll stand in the pocket and give up the ball, and that's something you cannot do in these type of moments. Um, so I'm going to go with the Lions to win, but the Buccaneers to cover. I think this game will be much closer, and I think the last time they played the game, I don't think it was like a – yeah, it was a closer game. Um, I want to say, yeah, it was a closer game. It was 10-6 going into the late third quarter until um, the Bucks gave a big play up to Williams in the deep ball. So it's very likely both these teams, which they kind of emulate each other a little bit anyways, I feel like both these teams will will fight hard and keep it close. So I think it's going to be a close game. I think I, I have um, the Lions – winning but Buccaneers covering I think it's going to be one of those games where you know the Lions have to win by kicking some field goals they did not score this in the second half of last game the Rams outplayed them in the second half I would expect them to kind of get a little angry about that and come out the gates and play a little bit better offensively um but yeah I I got the Lions winning um we'll go we'll go with uh 27 to 21 Lions at home going to possibly San Francisco or hosting the NFC Championship game in against the Green Bay Packers next Sunday. Last but not least, Mahomes, Allen, part seven 
Chiefs, Bills, part seven. Uh, third matchup in the playoffs between these two teams, but the change here is that the Bills are the favorites, and they also are hosting in this game for the first time in forever. Uh, the points here, over under of 45 and a half. Uh, I'm going to start off by just saying we're going we're gonna to definitely have to appreciate a matchup like this. Uh, this reminds me of Steve Young versus, da- versus Troy Aikman type of deal. Uh, Brady versus Manning. Um, who else can I – who are other names? Brett Favre versus Steve, Steve Young. Uh, which made me a big Brett Favre fan, which obviously we know he's he's a piece of shit type of individual these days for what he's done, but still doesn't take away from me being a fan of him as a football player, which made me a big fan of the Packers. Um, you know, I want to say there was some Elway matchups with some um, great quarterbacks back in the day. I can't really think of any at the moment. Oh, Elway versus Marino. You know, there's, there's been a lot. There's been a lot of these great superstar quarterback matchups. Uh, both players played, I think, in MVP levels because they had a lot to play. They had a lot of adversity to deal with to get to where they are um, to clinch their two and three seeds. Um, keys to victory for the Chiefs, catch the ball. JC, uh, Travis Kelsey be focused for this game. Not, I'm not getting into the whole, <laughs> I'm not saying that he's distracted by, by her, but I'm going to be saying that he's distracted by everything outside of what it is that's happening within. Like just focus on the football. The media is going to be on your back about your relationship. Just focus on football. That's it. Um, and I'm not saying that's not what ha- was happening, but you know what, it, you know what I mean? It's just, it's reality. Like, every, all of us have dated somebody who's kind of had a, a reputation and it could it could distract you. It could distract you and then you're not focused enough to do your job sometimes. And it's not the person. It's the people outside of, of, of what you and that person are doing. Um, and Mahomes, just be, be, be magical. He, you're going to need him to be magical in this game. This is going to be a tough game. Uh, the Bills do have a lot of injuries, so that's another key for their offense is that they have so many injuries on that defensive side. Um, but on defense, they obviously have the better defense due to the health of the Bills. Um, Chris Jones has to be who he is and disrupt the middle of the field, get Josh Allen. For one, keep Josh Allen in the pocket. Let's, let's, let's say that now. Keep him from wanting to make decisions outside the pocket and improvising. And then, of course, you want to make sure you stop the run. The Bills have been running the ball more often and more often lately. And then um, Ladarius Sneed versus Stephon Diggs, that's going to be a big, 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 big matchup for both teams. Um, that may be a key to what what will lead to the, to the win. As far as the Bills go, if they're going to win by – if they're going to cover – because I think they can, and I will be picking them to win this game. If they are going to cover the double tight end sets they have, they got to smash, play some smash mouth football for one, run that motherfucking ball, 
get into some play action, action, save Josh Allen from himself because he's not going to, you know, I we know he's going to play savior and he does a great job of it, but it's going to, we don't need that in those moments. Get him in action, get him involved as well. They can win this game. Defensively, they just really just have to get to Mahomes. Von Miller has to finally show himself. Like, we need to know what we're getting from Von Miller. Um, we I know it's we probably came to came back too soon after his ACL tear doesn't look the same but him and um, uh, what's his name uh, Greg Rousseau Ed Oliver um, those type of dudes they got to step up you got to bring pressure man because you got to force him into bad throws um, whether you keep Mahomes in, in or outside the pocket he still makes it happen but you still have to force him into some bad throws doesn't have the type of receivers he used to have that he could rely on, but that doesn't mean you have to sleep on it because maybe this is the opportunity they needed to be away from home and, you know, get deal with the challenges of, you know, the playoffs right there. And then they played well enough in the cold, so the cold is not even the, the issue here. So, um, but, yeah, as I mentioned, I got the Bills winning. I got them covering the minus two and a half. Um it will be just another one of those great games again by these two teams. It's going to be one of those games where we're going to get a classic. And 27-24 is my final score on that game. We're going to be – this will be the time where we're finally going to see a different type of quarterback. For Mind you, folks, since Mahomes has started as the quarterback of the Chiefs, they've been to the AFC Championship every single season. So we're going to finally get our moment to see a different quarterback representing the AFC, not only in the Super Bowl, but also in the AFC championship. Um, I think actually Josh Allen, I believe, was in that moment before. But him versus Lamar will be great TV, obviously. So and um, the Bills going to Baltimore, two great fan bases colliding over there in it's going to be exciting to watch, and I'm going to. I'm sure a lot of us will be enjoying some football this weekend. If you're feeling this episode, of course, like I mentioned, leave a comment. Um, let me know how you feel about what I was talking about. If this helps you win some money, great. All my little fake analysis. <laughs> I listen, guys. I just watch football and with a different lens, and I see certain shit. I could go on and on about what I believe or what I can tell you what would lead to the outcomes of this games, but just for the sake of this podcast, I don't want to kill y'all ears for too long or whatever. But anyways, I appreciate y'all for um, tuning in. I will be recording a new episode after these games have concluded, most likely on Sunday, um, because that will be, uh, that game will probably end early enough for me to uh, throw up a quick little episode so everybody could hear my, um, how I felt about how these games ended and if I was right or wrong. And also, if you follow me on X, you'll probably see me talking uh, a whole lot of shit if the Packers are winning or maybe a whole lot of shit if they lose. Nonetheless, it's, I'm still going to be rooting for my squad. So, um, Till next time, everybody. This goes to all my hustlers. Entertainers, uh-huh. of course, yeah. athletes in the struggle. Yo, to make a yo, 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 some get a little, 
some get none shit. I was part of the some get none.